Hi, I'm Lanise Brothers, a registered nutritionist, women's health, hormone, and menstrual cycle coach, and the founder of Eat Love Move, a nutrition and well-being practice. This is the Period Story Podcast, where in each episode, I sit down with a guest to talk about their period story. We get behind some of the myths and misconceptions about periods and so much more. Now, on to today's guest. On today's episode, we have Estelle Bingham. Estelle is a fourth generation psychic and has been meditating from six years old. So the journey of the soul has been an integral part of her life since the very beginning. She is committed to helping others heal, express truth, and embrace and embody their true joy and potential. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Lenise. Very excited to be here finally. Yeah, happy to have you. So let's get into the story of your first period. Can you share with us what happened? Yeah, I so I, I, I had to think about this. I've been thinking about this all week, actually. And um, but I do remember my first period because I was one of the last people, one of the last girls in my group of friends to get my period. Everyone started getting their period quite early at school. And this was the 80s. And so um, they were like 11, 12, and it was this, it was this moment within our group of, a, it was a sort of that real coming of age. Like it's some, it was quite exciting, you know, like you're going to get your period, you're going to get your first bra. And I was like hanging around, hanging around, you know, what's going on. And I got my period at 14. Um, and it was actually, I was looking forward to that. So I remember, I remember getting my period and, and actually kind of being really quite happy about it um so it was that was quite a positive experience yeah why were you so happy about it I felt that I'd you know it was I was joining the ranks you know joining the the kind of beat just sort of the that 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 moment in our teenage lives where or or the sort of preteen and then teenage and you know that desire to grow into the young woman and getting the period was you know I was very also very flat chested and I and I sort of like I wanted to kind of do this thing where I went from you know little girl to I was like oh I want to do I want to step up now not that I, I wasn't quite sure that was all you know what it meant but in the sense of what that would lead to but just the the idea of of growing and and sort of becoming I was I was really I was really up for that and when you got your period, was it everything that you thought it was going to be in your kind of previous excitement and imagining of the future? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a in a sort of you know I grew up as a in a single family with my mum, and you know my mum is the is the reason why you know she was quite a liberal household. She was a bit of a definitely a bit of a hippie, um, but in the sense of she was a, a very strong woman. And the period story was um, a positive one. You know, you know, it was not something that was, that it wasn't shunned. It was, it was talked about. Um, but in wider society, you know, there was this kind of strange split between this excitement, this internal excitement with your friends, with your girlfriends, and then the, the wider experience of the period, which was that it was something you know, it was at that time it was talked about, you probably heard about this, but it was the curse, you know, or it's, oh my God, it's that time of the month. So we kind of met it with these two truths 
you know like one of them was like oh excitement and the other one was like oh my god I've got my period again and it was all like a kind of it was a story um and there was a thing about games and you'd be off games although I quite enjoyed that um but you would be off games if you had your period and you could you know you could kind of pull a sickie and stuff like that um but you know definitely we've held that we hold that as as young women emerging we hold these two truths that are are actually confusing they are confusing and they it's it's sort of subconscious confused messaging that we don't process at the time but we hold it as we are emerging into the into our you know blossoming we we hold these two truths so so one of them is actually to not like who you are and um, and one of them is kind of quite excited, but there's it, it, it's it's a it's a push pull experience from the beginning. What do you think it takes to reconcile those two truths and move away from that push pull of menstruation? Well, what I'm loving at the moment is is the sort of especially in my work and what I'm seeing is is the sort of with the millennials or a lot of young people and a lot of interest in wellness a lot of interest in you know that leads to mindfulness that leads to an interest in crystals and it leads to an interest in um you know the phases of the moon but ultimately what's happening there is that there is a an an interest growing for who we are inside and to begin to really tap into that truth and so for me, it's about reconnecting to the sacredness of life and really re- remembering that we are actually sacred and, and, the, and our menstruation is part of who we are and it's a beautiful part of who we are. Um, you know, in, in ancient cultures and, I mean, especially the, in the Native American culture, when women menstruated, you know, they would have a moon lodge they would gather they would have a moon lodge and they could take time out to rest to nourish and to dream and that time you know whether it's three days two days seven days is a time to come back to yourself and it's just about that really it's just about these these moments in time these moments in our days these moments in our our cycles these moments in the month where we recognize and listen to the internal workings of who we are and actually just honour them. So when we are feeling a bit grumpy, a bit moody, a bit emotional, we are emotional, right? Because it's, it's, it's um, our body telling us, I want to rest. I need to take some time. I'm, I'm in the process of breaking down so that I can grow again. And that's really remembering the cycle of what's happening internally and honoring that cycle. What would you say to a woman who say, I don't have time to honor this cycle. I don't have time to slow down. Well, one of the things that, you know, I suppose to, to not be time specific, but this, this time that we're in now, which is this pandemic, you know, this is one of the big lessons at this time is, is, is it's showing us, about it's teaching us about the silence it's it's separating us so profoundly 
you know, it's putting us in the cave. It's putting us in the hermetic cave. Like we're all hermits, right? So, but we're not meant to live like that. Um, but it does teach us something about what, about slowing down. Okay. And I understand that story of, of, you know, I don't have time because, you know, it's something that we have to work on every day. We have to come back to ourselves and remind ourselves. I mean, that's what meditation is about, right? It's like you take five minutes of just being mindful just for five minutes out of that, all of those hours of the day to just come back to yourself. And I would say, you know, it is tricky. It is tricky. We don't have moon lodges and we don't have time to sit in them. Um, and, but, but we can listen and we can listen, even we can take time to listen. And even if it's for five minutes, it's to listen and not punish, you know, often what happens is that that, that part of us gets really demonized or, you know, like, oh, you're really moody. Oh, you're getting your period. Oh, you're really grouchy. Oh, you're all this, you're all that. And it's like, because actually, yes, we are. Um, because it, it, we, we're tired, you know, and from a sort of alternative health perspective, so working as a, and also, uh, you know, working energetically, um, as I do, the, the period, our period time is, is powerful time to show us what's happening internally. You know, it's very raw time because if you're having real cramps or it's really heavy, or it's really, you know, it's your body showing you something. So I feel, um, be kind, you know, it, it's, it's about being kind and gentle and softening. And we can always find time just for a few moments every day, like of your period to just come back to self and be kind. Everything you're saying, I completely agree with. And what I'm seeing now is a lot of women taking this time to slow down and actually, you know, we know that we need to, listen to our bodies but often we push those signs aside and taking this time to slow down and actually tuning into okay actually my body has been pinging these signs to me for just a long time but I haven't listened and it's they're now saying okay well what what does this mean my body has been telling me this for a long time now I need to figure out what this actually means Hmm. I want to ask you, just go to back back to your period story. So you were a travel presenter. Um, yeah. How, go, traveling all over the world, which just sounds, even right now in this moment, sounds incredible. Mm. Um, how did you manage your period? Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of, it's interesting because I did... Lonely Planet, I did a Lonely Planet show. Um, I did three, I was doing three travel shows at one point. I was doing a Treks in a Wild World, which would be, you know, trekking up to K2 and doing crazy things in Pakistan. Or uh, I was in Kenya. I was all over the place. And it was such a gift. It was a real gift for me. Who I would all, I'd always been a traveller, sort of in my, in my late teens in my early 20s and I got that job and I was like this is this is this is it you know so the time has it's arrived um and it would be relentless you know it's like five in the morning you'd be showing up to a tribe in Kenya and you know or you'd be doing you know you'd have to get that um script and you'd have to be on it and and ready to go so this the idea of having a off day wasn't really part of that story um but I I really sort of took that in my stride. I've never, 
you know, I've never felt that my period has got, has held me back or got in the way or, you know, it's, it's actually, um, in terms of traveling and in terms of that lifestyle, it, it was, a, it, you know, it was, a, it was positive. It was positive. I just, I just integrated it and, you know, worked with it, not worked against it. That's interesting, working with it rather than working against it. Were you, as part of your job, were you doing things like climbing? You said K2. Were you climbing K2? Yeah, I mean, we were bumbling around on K2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say I was climbing K2. I was like... <laughs> We were on the polar ice cap underneath K2, and then the, the whole the whole crew got, um, you know, they all ended up lying on the on the floor with altitude sickness, and it was kind of quite a, a, a dramatic time actually. But yeah, we were basically. Um, I would I would have to do climbing. You know, I was climbing in Australia. There was a they sent me down this the Karajini Gorges, and I had to also swim with whale sharks, and you know, all of that stuff, swimming and climbing and abseiling um and I suppose it was like one of those moments out of the, the, one of the adverts you know kind of <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to name I don't want to name any of the you know <laughs> like but it was one of those it was one of those moments I don't want to product I don't want to put any product placement but you know it was one of those moments me abseiling down and it's all good you know yeah um so yeah it's um it's it's actually it's actually, it was actually really um, empowering to not have, to not, to not feel like I should worry or I, it w- I wouldn't be able to do things or, you know, I couldn't cycle or I couldn't climb or I couldn't, you know, it was, it was a, a, a part of who I, is a part of who I am. And it was just in, I just embrace that into the whole. And in terms of moving into your next life, so your next uh, phase of work, um, how does your work as a healer and a, a psychic, how does your knowledge of the menstrual cycle, how does that factor into the work that you do? You mentioned it a little bit um, previously. Can you just talk a little bit more about that? About how the in terms of the moon and in terms of, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, it's interesting. I mean, there's, there's been a study, there's been a, a couple of scientific studies around the moon and, you know, women's periods aligning to the moon. And, and there's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's not set in stone. Some people say yes, some people say no. For me, I've been um, doing sort of full moon rituals and full moon ceremonies and celebrations for like over 20 years and um my my period definitely now aligns itself to the moon um but the fact is is that you know the moon is a is a is a powerful is a powerful teacher it's a powerful tool in especially in terms of the feminine because it is feminine it's about it's about feminine power and it's another way to you know these are just ways to bring ourselves into stillness to bring ourselves you know the new moon and then two weeks later the full moon so obviously that goes in that cycle and we can work with that cycle in terms of period and ovulation um they're just ways to bring us into more communication with mother earth really with nature with our environment 
more than we are as we sit here to just bring ourselves into some sort of relationship. And that's really about the, the wider story and especially, you know, where we are at this time as, as a, as a species you know where are we today like in relation to our future so women have this incredible power we have this innate rhythm and you know we have this this these the, this ebb and this flow we have this tide every single month that moves through us that is so powerful so if we start to tap into that our own powers grow so our own sense of intuition listening to you know the gut listening to the yes and listening to the no and the moon is a way I mean with with a full moon meditation that I do um but you know all meditation it's a way to just bring yourself into relationship with your own voice and that and that and that guidance and really when we talk about self-love and we talk about you know what it means to really heal and what it means to heal all of these stories and that you know the period story has been very traumatic for a lot of women and in the collective and we work as a collective you know it's been very traumatic for us and it's part of the the way that we start to dislike ourselves right it's part of the way that we start to shut ourselves down you know, oh, I'm, you know, for three days of the month, I'm unclean or I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm impure or I'm not okay or I'm not enough. It's just very uh, quiet messaging. And really, it's like when we start to remember and recover ourselves, you know, these are ways to remember and recover, recover our love for self, you know, and we may never have had any love for self. So that's going to be some 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 proper recovery um but as a collective you know bringing the period story and bringing the period into a place of love and softness and kindness it's the feminine energy and we hold it at our core just by being female so the moon is a way to just start to tap into that how would you recommend someone recommend to someone that they do this in a practical way because you know they might there might be people listening who just listening to what you're saying and saying well okay the moon you know it sounds a bit woo like I don't get it yes it's woo woo (laughs) (laughs) it's big woo woo stuff yeah (laughs) um what's a practical way that someone who is intrigued by this um, but doesn't know where to start can start to connect their um, the moon cycle with what's happening for them on um, and their menstrual health? Well, I feel like, you know, this is the thing about men- when, when we break all of this stuff down, you know, really it's like being the best, it's being the best, it's coming into the best version of ourselves in that very sort of simplistic way. And, you know, when you talk about, menstrual health you know it's it's our on all levels so it's it's that thing of of the our fertility our you know how we come into all of those positive things um and so really it's list the listening is 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 what to hold on to right and keep it really basic just the listening so 
but but you know i i feel that a, a great way to to begin the relationship with self and this is what this is about really it's about in, integrating your menstruation and your cycle just into your into relate the relationship with yourself like i love myself i love this so i'm going to take i'm going to keep a note of like my period right and I'm going to keep a note of my cycle and I'm going to know when I ovulate and I'm going to you know I'm going to keep an eye on that I'm just going to and I'm going to journal around that time because we do ebb and flow in that time so often it's it's that you know 14 days in or the 10 days in you start to ovulate and the body is creating you know we've been we've been creating the the follicle we've been doing all of that stuff and then inside and it's about to release the egg and and energy changes right so you know some people get cramps as you know some people get cramps around the when they're ovulating and some people um sort can get moody around that time too and it's just about listening so with the moon i'd say you know you don't have to overthink it it's just like but keep maybe keep an eye on it like start a journal like start journaling like when there's a full moon and you just re- you see it in the sky, you can look it up online or just, you know, start to keep an eye on it, right? And then you can just, in that full moon, you can just choose very privately, very personally, go out in the garden, connect with nature, have that five, take that five, 10 minutes and just be a part of your own cycle, but within a cycle. Mm. And just start to kind of take, just start to listen like, oh, wow, how do I feel on this full moon? How am I feeling? Right. Because the full moon affects people's moods. I mean, that's a separate thing, whether you've got your period or you haven't got your period coming on the full moon, whether it's synced or not. The full moon affects our moods. Right. We're like 96, 97 percent water and the full moon comes in and it's, you know, there's a super moon coming up in in, uh, Scorpio on Thursday. And depending on the sign that it's in it affects it's it has different energy it holds different medicine it has different energy and it it comes in and it it you know can kick your it can kick your behind okay I... so, <laughs> so 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 it's like a time like like the uh period time is a time for reflection and for release and like what are we letting go of like what are we releasing and the and the men this menstrual cycle offers you that too Okay, it's that time of release when it comes to menstruation. It's like the body's going lose it. It's releasing, and it gives us that time to come back to ourselves. And what are we? What are we? What was that month like? What are we releasing? Like you know, I would start journaling on that. Hmm. So just getting a a pen and paper and just noticing how you feel, and perhaps noticing um, what where the moon is. Noticing where, how you feel, noticing where the moon is, and to, and it's it's that it's that sort of beginning a, a relationship with the with self, like in inside. Because of course, yeah. from that place, we can start to, when you get really in touch, you become empowered, you become aligned, and in terms of manifesting, right? So we release and we manifest. You're you're creating space for real manifestate, like real manifestation. Talk a little bit about manifestation and what that actually is, because you know if you any if you spend a lot of time on online, you'll see a lot of people talking about oh I manifested this or I manifested that, and there will be I'm sure people who just think well, what is that like 
am I just making things come to me from thin air? Well, what is that in in uh, a practice in a practical sense? Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Well, I when I was um, when I was younger, <laughs> I was like in my early twenties. I basically, you know, um, the last thing I wanted to do at that time was be do anything like remotely woo woo, and I was like running from the woo woo. And um, I was like, I'm so, I'm not, I don't want to be healing, psychic, this, that. I'm like, forget about it. Okay. I've always meditated. Meditating has been my lifeline. Um, I've done, been doing TM since I was six, but I, um, but in terms of the rest of it, like externally, I wasn't up for it. Like, no. (laughs) So I sat down and I was, I, I went traveling. I was backpacking around India and doing this and doing that. And then I, I came back and I was like, I left university and I was kind of having that sort of mid twenties. It's a little bit of a mid twenties coming up to sort of, you know, you're like a bit of a crisis, slight tiny because people have come out of school, come out of college, come out of university, like got it together. And I had not got it together. Um, But I knew that I wanted to be a presenter and I was like, right, I'm going to manifest this. And so I was about 25 and I, um, I basically did a whole, I created a, a, you know, what at that time was, I suppose it's a, is a type of vision board. Um, and I, and I went in and I was like, right, I'm doing this. And at that time to be a presenter, like, you know, it was, a, it was kind of everyone and their, everyone and their, everyone and their dogs, friends, cousin wanted to be a presenter. So, but I managed to get a job at the BBC and as a, as a PA and I manifested it. And so I basically did about a year later, I became a presenter and that's, a, that's quite, it's a story. Um, but what I will say about manifestation and I've, and I've, I've I'm the big manifestate manifesting works. It's about, but it's, it, it takes two things, you know, it's about co-creating your, your destiny. Okay. So psychically people will come and see me and I'll, and, and they'll have things that are destined for them. But if you don't show up to those things, you don't you don't get to manifest them, right? So it's it's like you have things on your timeline, but but we get to choose every day what it is that we're actually manifesting. So that's why energy meets energy. So when you show up every day and you're like, and you're focusing, but you know it's about focusing and letting go at the same time. So I'm focusing I'm manifesting the love of my life and I let it go too like I trust I'm going to trust and you know so it's two energies at the same time the energy of manifestation so you you put the energy out there of what you want but you also have to do do the work you have to do the work you have to do the work you have to show up it's part of being human right it's part of the incarnation you know, we've come here to work it out. Like we've come here to learn lessons and figure it out and to refine who we are. And, you know, we, some of that stuff means we have to work at, at getting what it is that we want to get, you know, what, what we see for ourselves or vision for ourselves. We have to kind of work to that place and, and coming back to ourselves is one of the ways, that's the way that we start to align. Okay, that's the way that we start to embody the life that we want to truly live. 
sometimes we don't know the life that we want to truly live. Sometimes there's been a lot of trauma and we're not really sure. And, you know, some of my clients speak to me and, and they don't know what that feels like or means. Or they, It's like, well, that's a million miles away from me. But when, what I say is when you take a step on that path back towards, back to self, you will get there. And it is possible. Okay. It is possible. So if you're, if you really want something vision, you can create a vision board or perhaps even write it down. Yeah. You have to continue to, as you say, show up, do the work and don't just expect things to just fall into your lap. No, things do not fall into our laps. That's not going to be happening, right? It's just not, you know? I always say to people like, and this is a truth for me, right? So I've been talking about writing a book. It's one of the things that I, I need to get on and do. And it's like, you know, I could write that book or I could be sitting here in 10 years' time and not write that book, okay? I have to write the book. I have to show up every morning to the page and write the book. Okay, and I have to work with all the humanness that comes in, right? All the ego, all that wounded ego stuff of like, oh, I've got to write, I'm showing up again, and what if, and da 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 da. And it's like, yeah, I have to work with that and I have to refine that, but keep showing up because that is a part of dynamic manifestation energy. It's, I feel like you're speaking to me right now. Denise, <laughs> this is for you, baby. <laughs> Right. When the, you know, get off the podcast, start writing the book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to just lead into your work as a psychic. So you're a fourth generation psychic. Um, Can you talk a little bit about, about that work and um, how you came to know that this was part of you? Yeah, um, I mean, I I was lucky enough, you know, I, I, I spoke, one of the things that, that now is we're transitioning into a, a more intuitive time, I feel, you know, and, and like I said, you know, I've, I've been working for, with crystals for 20 years and, and back in the day, you know, if you were working with crystals, it was like, what are you on about? You know, like it's an inanimate object, um, but now it's sort of, it's big stuff, right? So, but for me, I've always been lucky. I've been lucky enough to, to grow up with my mother who is psychic and my world was very um, interdimensional. It was sort of, we, we got, I grew up with that as just being a, a truth and a reality, you know? Um, and basically, you know, it's, it was something I didn't really want to deal with. I didn't want to really want to take, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be psychic. Um, but I've just been psychic all my life. Uh, when I was very young, I could, you know, I could feel my mom's headaches and I'd be able to take, remove them. I could feel them in her head and I could remove them. Um, and I've always sort of been, I suppose, in quite interdimensional. I've always seen things and felt things and it's just been part of my life, really. And I'm very thankful that I was able to ground that energy because I grew up in a household where it was safe. So people who are um, intuitives and psychic and empath, you know, empathic people who are born with that, the, the you know, the uh, high-end empathy, 
will also, you know, you, you are going to absorb and pick up on energies. Interestingly, also, if you've been, um, if you've been brought up in a, a home where it was quite tra- traumatizing, that you become hypervigilant and that's also creates it, it creates a sort of a deeper sensitivity in you and you also pick up on what people are feeling and thinking and doing and you know that's there so one of the things um that's important for people is to learn how to sort of ground that energy because we're all i mean i don't know if, if psychic's the right word but we are all we all have the power to be psychic in our own lives that's just the power of who we are. We all have the power to drop down into that that depth and 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 really connect in a deep way and feel and hear and see for ourselves. You may not want to do that for other people, but that absolutely and and really that's um, with my work. What I'm empowering people to do is to be in their own power and to feel their own energy in their own lives so that they can rely and on their own guidance their inner guidance that's sort of connected um and you know we know it's important then in terms of you know when you come out of woo-woo land it's important in the real <laughs> world like in your work you know um wherever you are in relationship or to be able to you know have a line in the sand you know this is where i end and you begin and the i end and you begin that line in the sand means that we hold ourselves safe and the holding yourself safe is a very 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 important it's like the first don't go out without that line in the sand hold yourself safe and it's okay to hold yourself safe you know I can love you completely and still have a line in the sand. It doesn't mean I love you any less. Um, so when we talk about, when we think about all of this as a whole, it's sort of, and we, and, you know, we think about our periods and we think about the moon and we think about why we're having this conversation. It's, it's really so that you can hold yourself safe in a, in a safe and grounded and loving way every day in your life and what that looks like in the world. So having boundaries and knowing what those boundaries are is really powerful in terms of feeling like you're safe in your body, uh, in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. And energetically. So, and psychically, right. So, so energetically, and I suppose that's what I mean about the sensitivity, um, you know, that, that we, even if we don't think we're psychic, you know, that, that sensitivity is psychic actually it's kind of what it is right and um it's almost it's almost like that has been demonized over time too right so women's psychic ability or their intuitive ability their healing ability you know we we have to that's been really collectively uh it's been collectively crushed through the year you know over the over the centuries so it's this this idea that you know, I know who I am and I hold myself safe. I hold, you know, this is my line in the sand. I hold my energy safe. And I know when to say no. Mm. And I know what's good. I know what's not good for me. You know, mm. doesn't mean I love you any less, but means I love myself. And I'm allowed to love myself first. And I can love you too. I asked you before about how women can connect back um, with their their cycle in terms of the moon and 
just to kind of expand that question to what we're talking about now, if someone's listening and they feel like they have this intuition, but they, like you say, it's been crushed over time because of people saying, well, that's not real. That's, you know, that's woo nonsense, but they have the sense that something else is inside them. How can they start to re-nurture that? Yeah, I mean, I get this a lot, right? So um, with with my with people I work with, and you know, when they start, when we start to move into alignment and trust, all of these things that are very powerful. We start to quieten. We listen, you know, go into the silence, soften. Um, we hear more, right? Our intuition, intuition speaks to us. That voice inside that you've sat on forever and a day, like it gets louder. And the voice inside, you know, it, 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 there's this tussle. And I, I witnessed this tussle a lot of like, yeah, but is it right? Like, is it speaking to me or is it my fear? Or is it doubt? Like, is it right? Or da, da, da. And there is a difference, you know, there is a difference. And you start to... Um, understand the difference and, and we it's like it's enmeshed it's like it's all kind of in this ball at the beginning and then we we pull out you pull out the guiding voice internal intuition that that real don't go there you know don't put your hand in the fire it's going to burn you um you know don't oh I'm getting alarm bells about that guy like no 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 or mm, you know just that that real powerful voice and then all of this chatter the chatter right the doubt and the fear and the you know the maybe and should i and shouldn't i and that and that all that kind of chatter in the mind um there is a difference and the the in the inner guiding voice is like boom it's like it all it comes in and it gets stronger the more you feed that you the more you allow like it's like it's like you know it's that classic I'm going to water the seed, right? It gets louder and it's clear. It, there is a clarity to that voice, right? So when we show up, and these are gentle things. These are not like big deal things. You can just show up for five minutes a day, okay, or on the full moon. And you can ask, you can just listen. You can just go into a place of quietness, just, you know, jot down how you feel and then ask, you know, ask your inner guidance. Do you have a message for me today? Or is there something I need to listen to? Is there something I need to hear? Like, what? And you just write it and come back to it and observe it, you know, and do that for a few months. Just stay out of judgment. Stay out, you know, and, and I, I always tell people to just not get into the chatter. Just observe, like, and you'll start to see who's in the room, right? And you'll see that there'll be like the chattering little Lanises and then there's going to be boom and it's going to be like Lanise like the the you know she's in she's like it's that real the the voice is in and it's there's a difference and then all that's in the room is the voice right so all you just you're just in that truth you're in relationship you're in dialogue with that part of you and that part of you you were born to be in dialogue with that part of you you know is is the part of us it's that really saves the day like it's powerful Hmm. uh, wow I'm getting chills as you're talking it is it just wow if someone is listening and they they want to work with you how would they how would they go about doing that 
they can they can find me on my websites i'm on my websites estellebingham.com.com yes that's right i'm not very technical technically minded, but i do get those emails i do one-to-ones i do workshops and i do retreats um so i'm also at this time zoom time i'm doing um i'm doing zoom meditations so you know three times a week and i do a full moon every month so so there's there's one coming up on there's so tomorrow there's one coming up tomorrow yeah, yeah. that's going to be quite a, i've decided it needs to be a celebration because i feel like you know we're eight weeks in to to, to this stuff <laughs> to this, <laughs> moment, this this pandemic not this form this pandemic and i've just you know last week and this is the thing about energy you know i was talking to you earlier about it before we started but it's a sort of in the collective um last week was a very tough week for people and scorpio is the Scorpio moon, it, it, it kind of can drag us into the cave a little bit, it can drag us into the darkness, that Scorpionic energy, like back into like, you know, a lot of like old stuff, but it's a real cleansing. So we, we, tomorrow is a real release and a real cleanse. And we had, it was the uh, May day, which in, in Celtic culture is Beltane and it's the beginning of summer and it's about beginnings. And it's really, you know, one of the things about time and is to and and also is to recognize that these are just moments in time you know and this too shall pass and you know we can have and vision and manifest our new beginnings and it's important that we do that and we push ourselves to do that too you know because it's very easy to kind of get into a bit of a lull of what's going to happen, you know, the doubt and the fear and the, and the anxiety. And there's a lot of that out there. Um, but again, when we think about basic sort of manifesting and visioning our futures, we also need to just show up mm. and we just need to keep showing up. We keep showing up personally, individually, individually, and as a collective, as a community, because we all are out there somewhere and we're all connected and we're all feeling each other. It's just, we have to start to feel into that. And, and, some of this stuff I spoke, I've spoken about today is a way to start to feel into that. You're not alone. We're all in connection and we're all connected. But the, and the more aligned we are, the more connected we are. Mm. If someone's listening and you want them to want to distill everything that you've said into one kind of snap soundbite, what would that be? What would you want that the one, one thing, the one thing that they take away to be? Today, choose to listen to yourself gently and lovingly so that you are able to love yourself more and come home to yourself. Wonderful. So your website is estellebingham.com and they can find you there and they can also find you on Instagram. They can find me on Instagram. Yeah. They can. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm on there. <laughs> I've only just gone on there. Well, I've been on there now for six months, I think. Yeah. And um, that's quite a revelation being on Instagram. But yes, they can find me there. So okay. look forward to seeing you all. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Estelle. It's been really wonderful speaking oh, to you. Thank you for having me, Lenise. Great to meet you, yeah. finally. 
For more inspiring conversations, head over to periodstorypod.com where we have so many more for you to peruse. If you want help with your menstrual or hormone health, email me on hello at eatlovemove.com to set up a free 30-minute hormone health review. If you like today's show, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Tag us, come say hi, and send in your requests for who you'd like to see on the show on Instagram and Twitter on at periodstorypod or email us at hello at periodstorypod.com. I'm Lenise Brothers, and you've been listening to Period Story. Thank you so much for listening.